0: I'm having an amazing day. Tell us why. Amazing week. Missed mini Jocko. Man, I'm <laughs> going to give you a Jocko lesson. I wasn't even going to mention that it was a Jocko lesson. Um, I've been on a winning streak. I've been c- crushing it. Just every contract I've gone after. Nailed it. How many in a row? Maybe six. Wow. Maybe six? Give
1: this guy a cookie. Did I even tell you CrossFit just got that? Oh, the one in Boulder. Yeah. That's awesome. So the- these guys are beating Boulder architects. Yeah. Beat- wow. You guys are getting crazy over here at F nine. <laughs> at F nine. Do we and- even have the manpower for all these all this work you've been getting, Al? Huh? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> kind but of need to hire. Are you, okay. How about this? This is the busiest. This is the busiest we've ever been. Right. We yes. literally can't even, we cannot, I did not, I, if you would have asked me seven years ago, Hey Lance, you're going to have a you're going to have a, you're going to have a staffing problem and not because you're hiring bad people because you're hiring good people. You can't, the problem is you cannot find more good people, right? It's kind of a crap time to hire anyway, because everybody's back in school, you know, it, right? If nobody wants to, people don't like to move in the winter. I've always been told that. And it's the truth. And it's a truth because the real estate industry is a reflection of that. This is the downturn. It's usually when sales start to flatten out yeah. um, and die. So that leads me to our favorite unsponsored uh,
0: person we always talk about, the Entree Architect Forum. I thought uh, on Facebook.
1: Al's been there for a couple weeks now after his long lifetime ban. ban. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I want to blame it on your name. I seriously want to name and blame it on your stupid, That's stupid name. <laughs> um,
0: but I thought of asking the community like, who wants some uh what do they call freelance it? work freelance work but what it's like midnight light moonlighting. moonlighting moonlight work but i just saw a post on there and one, one person they're asking if their 150 fifty dollar fee was appropriate some people are per hour yeah per hour for and moonlighting for moonlighting for moonlighting i didn't say my opinion i think someone you know everyone can have their own opinion and i think whatever your rate and is that's the problem keep going you you need to cut that by a th- by um a th- a third and the third is the answer because that's what you pay that's what you pay your employees that's what we pay ourselves is a third of our hourly rate yes um because some of it is unbillable and the rest goes to overhead and all that yep. stuff so I don't know if even if we did if it'd be yeah what we'll do it for everybody else chime in at what did they say can't remember some some agreed some some i think someone brought up the hey be aware of the third thing yeah the two you know? to three times and then someone brought up you know know your value and all that and i understand that but if you no one can make a profit off of a if you're billing out at your billable rate because that's how your firm makes a profit yep. you know or you make a profit mm-hmm. it, it, so anyways it would be nice to get someone that was semi competent we'd train them in our revit system and then have another or else it's time for another full-time employee. But I'm waiting for another big project, and that will come. Uh, I'm going to tell you about that. Um, oh, another another full-time, another big one that's coming down the pipeline? Not coming down, but just thoughts on it. But let me go back. So why am I on this winning streak besides I'm awesome? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think two reasons. Uh, the first reason is, and I don't think we've mentioned this enough, is we made videos. We paid for a professional videographer lady to come in interview us and we put them on
1: and let's give her a full shout out her name is mari wolf Woo-woo! mari wolf photography check her out if you are in the, the longmont boulder area we have actually we have actually give her a shout out before on the pod, podcast and she's a, she's a listener so she, so um she'll hear it she not even hear. tell her she'll she did a fantastic it. job and when alex is talking about i think we did five videos didn't we in total well yeah we just sat down and then she cut it into five Yep. Yep. And so they're really great videos. They, I think they're, if you go to our website, check them out. They're on Thumbtack. We've, we've used the crap out of them now. We've used the heck out of them now to promote ourselves. And it's worked because why, Al?
0: A client came in um, and I gave him, you know, a decent bid. Uh, and I said, How did, you, how did you find us? And he said he was looking for an architect down in Trinidad and there wasn't really any. And we had to project down in a neighbor city. So he found that, went on our website. And he goes, I liked your guys' personality. And I saw that in the videos. And, and one of our videos is a bloopers video.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's and
2: outtakes at the
1: end. Yep. And so I think the
0: main video, just so everyone, aware, it's five minutes long. And then the, the credits are the bloopers. At the end. Yeah. Yep. It's
1: just outtakes of us screwing up naturally and kind of being off of our game um, for certain questions. Yep. So uh, that's working for you. I've, I've, I actually walked into a client's house, a potential client's house. In South Denver, I think two or three weeks ago, and he goes, "Hey, Alex," and I go, "Actually, I'm Lance." And he goes, "Oh, sorry, I was just, I was just in the middle of watching your video." Oh wow, yeah, I don't even know if I told you that. No, Uh, and I go, "Really?" So, um, and then there's another client that I signed this last week, which I want to talk about too because it's the client who paid all. Yeah, but we'll wait for that. Yeah, is um. They, uh, he, I also asked him, I was like, well, why did you, why did you pick us? And he goes, well, you guys weren't the low bid. You guys weren't the high bid. You guys are right in the middle. And I just really liked your personality. Like uh, he, he said, we really scrutinized you guys and watched, and we watched those videos you guys put up. Wow. They're working. I'm telling you, they're working. Yeah. yeah. And one of the things, don't you remember, like we, we insisted on, and here's what I think is we, we, if, so if we, if we preach it, then we try to practice it. Right. And one of the things we wanted to get out with those videos were we just want to show our personalities that like, Hey, we're, we're hilarious. We're fun to work with. And that's where the bloopers came through, and I had I had no problem putting those in. I was actually I actually got into an argument with my wife. Why? She? <laughs> because she wants won- <laughs> not an argument, a discussion. Uh, yep. Because so she's she's an entrepreneur too. She has her own yeah. business. She's a realtor, and she's like I've been I've been telling her about the success with the videos. Yeah. And she goes, Yeah, I know. I need to make one too. I need to make one too. And I'm like, and she starts telling me about it. And I'm like, you got to make it. You got to make it funny. And she took offense to it, and I go like, No, not in the sense that they don't take you serious. You, or you, not not trying to do a, a comedic routine like we didn't try to do a routine. Yeah, right. And exactly.
0: Maybe, maybe not that's even, what she thought you were saying. Yes,
1: like, yes, yes. When I it just it's just people want to work with people they want to work with, and if what what comes through is your personality, like you have to. There's a personal level here, right? Right. Um,
0: that's that's awesome. And it honestly, I don't even think we were not on our game
1: that day. It's so it wasn't even not there. not not even close. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> I don't no, know what, our, what I don't know what our deal was that day. But usually yeah. we're pretty good on a mic and a camera.
0: So, and then the second reason I think that I'm crushing it is because I can focus more on it, and I can focus more on it has, sales. this has
1: nothing to do with your diet and your your weight right now, Al. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's not because of your your good looks and your weight, huh? Your chiseled your chiseled feature of your face at this point. So last winter. <laughs> The whole firm
0: mocked me for my weight. <laughs> I've slimmed down. It's, it's called
1: Minnesota weight.
0: Yeah, it's called winter weight. It's actually called northern weight. All you northern people know you put on weight for the winter. And I'm so surprised because everyone says I've lost so much weight. I'm like, was I huge? I've only lost
1: 20 pounds. No, That's, but you're, it's so obvious in your face. I'm yeah. dead serious though. Where I'm going with this, you think I'm being, you think I'm joking right now? But don't you yeah. think? Don't you think? Don't you think like looking decent has something to do with it? Like you look put it, together. I think you look it, put together, right?
0: It, it has a factor uh but i would say there are plenty of people not in shape that are sales crush yes, i it. agree yes i agree um but where i'd go is remember when we we had a couple episodes we were talking about bad reviews mm-hmm. and for me the bad reviews were basically just time management being too much work too much things to do can't get a hold of everyone can't respond to everyone all that stuff so what i started to do to remedy that is not only fix that problem but then do a structural solution so now when i get a project I, in the beginning, I'm handing it over to one of the guys, and I'm going over and I'm
1: taking our bid, right, our hourly bid, and then I'm translating that to hours. I saw that, and you, you're you're modifying the contract so that it's translated to instead of a fee, here's the hours. Instead of the fee, here's the hours, right? No, uh, yeah, I saw, yes. yeah, yep, yep.
0: And then even the big project, that huge project that we had, that the guy's already in the middle of it. I said, okay, how many hours have we billed for? How, what have we built for and how many hours have we done? And we were basically spot on. Wow. We were basically, you know, one or 2% off, um, but basically spot on. Well, don't on. worry. We'll bring that up in your review.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and actually, it was like within dollars. That's incredible. Yep. So is that so, the one that I saw that was modified then? I think y- I saw. I was, yes, that's the one you okay. saw. Okay. Yep.
0: <laughs> so then I said, this is how much time we have left. And this is, and then I even broke down how many hours he's been spending in me. So then when I projected in the future, I broke him down in that percentage. I spend an average of a fifth of the time that mm-hmm. you spend on. Um, and then said, here are all the tasks that we have to do. We have to get this amount done. So now my brain can focus more on this higher level stuff, which is a principle in Jocko's book. <laughs> it's called decentralized <laughs> command. Circle, you circle. like how that came All back? Right. Yeah, it took a long time.
1: There was many jokes. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> so there's your Jocko lesson that you <laughs> say, just say desperately. One more time. What is it called?
0: Decentralized command.
1: Bam! That's, that should be the name of this podcast. Decentralized, de-centralized command. Yep, I love it. Hashtag Jocko. Hashtag Jocko. Um,
0: so that that was my thing. But what you want to talk about is a client you got. Yes. getting paid up front.
1: Yep. So uh, I, I posted so back to the on if you're again if you're not if you're not in the entree architect community and you're an architect and you're listening to this podcast, I don't know who you are. Get out of town. We might not be friends after this. Yes. Go go check it out and, and join and just you can just even be a casual observer at even at the casual observer level is if you were just reading through the comments and what people do say are saying back and forth, you will learn so many different things. So I I took a poll and this was on Wednesday. And I said, today I am signing a client who is one paying 100% up front for our design services on our new house. I've never had anyone do this and I'm thrilled by the cash influx. How often does this happen to your firm? And I think almost 80 people uh, responded over 80. Sorry. So 61 people said never 19 people said rarely. One person said 100% of the time, which that's incredible. You're just <laughs> like if you don't pay me all up front, I'm out of here. I'm I love here. it. Cash is king. That, Gangster. That should be. Ca- there should be. They should be called cash architects. Yes, that's what I would call them. Yeah. Not <laughs> even a check. You bring it in cash in dollars. <laughs> Just I gotta egg. find that person. Yeah. I. I, I know. Uh, I should. I should click. You, you. can. You can click on them and 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 find Say out hi. now. You can. Um, one person said five to six times. One person said uh, one time, and then nobody said fifty percent of the time. Um, but what? So a number one. I guess we're in the minority here on this and that's that's, that's why I asked the question is because I wanted to know how no, often no, do I? I would say you're in the majority because it's happened never slash once to us. Right, right, right. We're in the we're in the minority. Yes. I'm sorry. Majority. That, that's the way to put it. Or the majority of it. Sorry. Yeah. yeah the majority, the majority of people do not get paid all up front. Right. So, unique. I, what I didn't expect is I didn't expect the conversation. Do you think it was because of your good looks? They just saw you. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what happened. I <laughs> <laughs> was you. a handsome man. Let's give it. him some money. I should also note, this client, this client is, a, they're our age. He's a, they're, you know, yeah. So, we're starting to attract, I think Alex and I mentioned this too, is we're starting to get into these meetings and it's a bunch of people that are our age and I think the tide is turning about yeah. who's a mover and a shaker and the economy's flipping and all that. I, this was a, this was a, when I had my first meeting with this client, Skype interview. Look at that. That, which was, I've never heard of anything like that happening before. And it, uh, it was amazing. So got the client. I mean, it was, there was no glad handshake, uh, anything like that. What I didn't expect from taking this poll is I didn't expect a discussion, but it was an awesome discussion. And so, um, one of the, I'm not gonna, I, I won't name names cause this is a private group, but, um, one gal. Um, piped up and said, uh, she, it happened to her once and she, it was hard for her to maintain production discipline. And then she had tax implications too. And I go, Hmm, what do you mean by that? I, 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 at first I just kind of like, like the, the whole, the whole thought went right over my head and we got into it further. And she says, um, it was a big fee for me. And she went on to say that it was, this fee was 50% of her gross income for the year that she got. Oh, so I can I can totally see how that might be a problem. Yep. And, and at a how,
0: low end, at a low end, it's probably twenty five grand. You know what I mean? Like if you make, it, it, and that's a very very low end. So this could be a fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars.
1: Yeah. This is somebody who's 80. who's right rightfully so. If they can command between five and ten percent of construction fees, yep. go for it. You know, more all power it. more power to you. Especially if you're providing like a like a superior service where you're doing everything, paint colors, all that stuff, right? Yep. Um, so that was interesting. So here's what, here's what I was bringing up with you is, uh, <clears throat> what, what would, what, what would our, what would our cutoff be for us saying, uh, we're, we just, we're not going to take that kind of cash influx in what at, at this, at this point out is the tax implications. If you don't get it all done in a year,
0: then you didn't deliver what, you know what I mean? Like you collected more than you delivered. So
1: thus it becomes, you know, is that the tax problem? Oh, well, I don't know. I think, oh, because here's why. What if, the, let's say, let's say somebody decides to pay us $100,000 up front.
0: It's going to happen.
1: Okay. Here's the issue, I think. They, let's say they pay us in November and let's say we get through 25% of the fees. So $25,000 January, they fire us and we weren't smart enough to um. put a clause in there that says you paid us up front. That's your risk. We take all the money. And he, so here's my quick lesson learned is, thank God it's a it's a substantial commission for us. But it's a good, but I'm glad in a weird way that it's not like $100,000 just what we're pulling in because I didn't have a clause like that in our contract for this. So I have to kick ass. Yep, get it done before. Here's another
0: way it could be a tax problem. If it goes over into the new year and let's say it's substantial. So let's say $100,000, you get it right now and you only complete 50 of it right and then next year you're taking your time you're taking your time so what it did is that it upped you into a higher tax bracket this year and next year you're paying for that work and you're in a lower yes you know what i mean so exactly
1: exactly exactly
0: but maybe there's a there's a number and especially around the year we should be uh, aware of this but the whole discipline what i would say is let's just solve that discipline we'll open up a different bank account and we'll put the money in there. And then once we get done with the phase, we do we just act like it's the same, bill out, and then take that money and put it in so we don't
1: see this big pile and work less. I think what you have to do with the money, and I'm not sure, and I'd be interested in and finding out. I would love to get somebody. So if anybody's listening and they want to commission me $100,000. Let's try it. Let's just, let's just uh, write the check out. F9 yep. Productions, make it happen. Yep. Just mail it. We'll call you. <laughs> we'll call you right when we get it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think what you have to do is you have to put in an escrow. It's kind of like that. Yes. Like you, you, you yes. know what I mean. That, and I'm pretty sure that's how it works. It's literally the same thing. Like it's a tax deferred thing. Like escrow is.
0: And I wonder if you could talk to the people who do escrows and say, yes, you know what sets look like. We're going to give you this set, this set, this set. You know, threes. You
1: know, break it into threes, break it up into fives, whatever you want. Yeah. You mean bill, like when we bill them out? When we bill to that? Is that what you're saying? Bill, yeah. bill against the escrow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then she went on and said. Um, I asked her, Hey, would you ever do it again? Because it kind of put her in a pickle as far as taxes go. And I said, she said, yes, I would work out the tax thing first and invest it. Treat it like a lawyer's, treat it like a lawyer's escrow account that I'm taking care of for a client. But I would not think of it as my money until I had completed incremental services. Who knows if you'll have to report, return a person portion of services for not performed. It happened. And then I go, Ooh, now that's a great point. If the contract is terminated. So I never. Uh, there you go. I think I, for me, this is the like the lesson of the week yep. is, why we wow, was this cool to get? I mean, and, we, and I even called Josh, took a picture of the check. I was like, this is crazy. How nobody's ever done this before? And then America, right? And then 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 I had this conversation, and I go, oh, didn't even think of that. So yep. think about that. If anybody, if you are ever do land into the minority of this, and yep. you get paid up front. I think if it's over, if it's over maybe twenty twenty five thousand dollars in that range, I, I would think at that point you need to start considering. Absolutely, you know where it lands for yeah. us. For us, just to put it in perspective, <clears throat> although it is a, a very handsome commission for a custom house for us to do, in the gross scheme of things, I did the calculations. It's about two percent of our gross, so it's not. It's it's like. That doesn't, we don't qualify for putting in an escrow, but, right. but if we ever did. And we're going to get it done before the end of the year. 100%. Yep. yep. I'm putting my main man, Jackson, Action Jackson on it.
0: Yeah, Action Jackson, shout out to you. Um, so speaking about getting work and getting more work.
1: so Are, have you, You've been crushing it, right? Been. been
0: <laughs> if you haven't known, have been crushing it. Okay. We're getting really good at these townhomes. Yeah. Like we're crushing, to use your term, these townhomes. Yep. And I was on the internet, and somehow I found another developer. One, I, you know how slow it can be to get a relationship and get a developer, um, to or get, get a client. You yeah. know, sometimes it's really fast. Sometimes it's sometimes it, it takes years. Sometimes yeah. it
1: actually takes years.
0: But is it worth reaching out? Because there's so many developers that are doing these these townhomes of you know five to you know fifty, hundred of them. I would love another, I love having one guy on a huge project. Yeah, it's great. It's great. So that's my head, in I was just going to, you know, this is normal business talk. Is it, worth, is it worth just reaching out, sending an email? You know, we already have the packet of, hey, you know, here's here's our work. Here's a picture of our firm. Here's all this. If you're doing, and then be very specific, if you're doing
1: townhomes. Yes, I think it's worth it. Yeah. I just think, how are we going to find the staff? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I do think it's worth it. And I think you I think I think we are really good at it. I think we've we've cut our teeth 100% on these uh, time and time again and we understand the ramifications. That's why Mark II is going to be such a good development. Get, yeah. I have to pat ourselves on the back for it is we know what through what throws it into IBC versus IRC, the intricacies and still how we can uh develop and produce a building that is on a commercial level but it's still down, you know, in a residential code. Less stringent, you know, more flexibility, less costs, all that all that good stuff. Yeah. Awesome. So um
0: from there, you brought up an idea about having the firm being employee owned.
1: Now yeah. I've heard about this, but Okay. So this so this is the last little shout out. Um so I was listening to uh, episode 185 of the entree architect. We should Fantastic. rename huh? this podcast. Entree architect, architect, uh, architect uh, commentary. Sister. Commentary. Like when you get a movie and then they do the director's cut or just behind the scenes, <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. And, and, and normally, um, I, I, I enjoy Mark's podcast, but this one was particularly good because <clears throat> what it was was it was it's called the the passion, the process, and the problems of running a design build firm, and it was a really. Raw uh, look and insight, and very honest. It was two guys who who run it. They're awfully similar to us in the capacity of what they do. But what was where are they in? What city? Huh? I am. I have failed to get any of that information, so you can't, you can't, you can't hold yeah. me to that at okay. all. <laughs> you'll have to listen to I, the podcast. You just you got to go over there and check it out. I'm telling you. What was great is they didn't hold anything back on the podcast. They told everybody flat out. Um, you know, because Mark asked them, "Should you be doing? Uh, should you be doing a?" If you're an architect and you wanna and you, and you wanna start doing design build, when when should you when should you jump in? When shouldn't you jump in? You know, what are the reasons to do it? What are the reasons for not? Um so that that was all good. But the but the but the most interesting thing and why I want to talk to you about this was is they do they do an employee owned version in their architect, in their firm, right? Okay. Here's how it works, okay? I'll break it down for you and I just want you to tell me if you ever be open to this if you think it's a good idea or a bad idea. Okay. okay. So basically you gotta pay in five grand. If so uh, there's a couple criteria first of all you have to be you have to be an employee for three years, okay okay, and i mean full time like you couldn't have been full time then went back down to student and then back up or anything like that so full time three years so at this point we wouldn't have any, we would have people that are just like maybe starting to qualify right. a year or less then you have to pay in um five thousand dollars okay okay then from there <clears throat> you um you you get a you get a voting seat so like you get to vote on things like big purchases or like the land like the land yep because uh, they are also a developer so or or like if we're going to buy a new 3D printer or how are we going to invest this money and then how much how much of the total money at the end should we take and put it into dividends how much should we reinvest back into the firm stuff like that but what you don't get to decide on is you don't we would still hold managing power as um who to we, hire who to yeah so you sort of form a board with these all these employees who are now partial owners yep. so you're all kind of on this voting board and you all have votes right we so we would have we would still be called like chief you would be called like ceo cfo yep, ceo Cof- whatever yep It would be stuff Vice like President. that yep President. and then you get to, and then we still we you and i still set salaries so that's kind of the catch twenty two it's not like and then and then also with the buy in they didn't break it down entirely because it was kind of a forty thousand foot perspective yeah. but then they you know and then they said you get you do get a portion of that you you get dividends coming out too that, so and and is is that the trick that obviously they didn't go into detail
0: but because I thought five k man that, <laughs> that's nothing to get you know dividends so is it Let's say, for example, let's make up a fictitious scenario. There's three guys who want to join and then two guys that had started the firm, you know, seven, eight years ago. Okay, they get one vote each and that's – let's say that you break it into tenths, right? So let's say the two managing partners get – seven tenths and the three new guys
1: each get a third you know one point one one point one one tenth one tenth one tenth is is that kind of the scenario that's exactly i think the scenario that they that they broke it down yeah i you know it was hard i was driving i couldn't write stuff down and stuff like that but i'm giving you a just a general construct of how I think it would maybe work okay. in the future.
0: Well, then I got an idea because this is what I've been meant. This is what I went over with you. This is what I went over with one of our employees um, in the morning when, before he went on vacation. And this is what I'm going to go over with other people. So I won't go over all of it. But, you know, one of the points that we tell people is that with more responsibility becomes more reward. Yes. Right. So once they start managing their own projects, that's one level. Right, because they're taking responsibility. Then another level is actually getting work. But honestly, to be an owner, that that's a salesperson. It's not not all salespeople are the owners of of Jamie Diamond. You know, he's just the guy who manages it. He's not the salesperson out there in the on, right on the ground. So, um, it's interesting. I'm not, I'm not against it. What, I was even. I was actually kind of like, should I bring this
1: up? Live, yeah.
0: Because <laughs> I well, didn't you know how you how, did. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: I know, I know. I, well, I mean, <laughs> well, what I Here like- we are. I, I'm not even looking for a conclusion. I just kind of wanted to bring it up, even for even for our listeners to ponder. Of, because here's the thing. He, at the end of the day, it's it's cheaper to retain talent than find new talent and have to re, have to train raw people and get them back into that into a good groove with your system. Yeah. So if we, you're a good leader and the talent is keeping up yes exactly if you're a good leader it all starts at the top right yeah so if that's if and what i think we're at a, we're not at the point where we need to to do this or implement something but i think i think it's close enough of a possibility because because of the the trajectory we're on the staff we have behind us yep. and, or with us that it's something to at least think about as it comes closer. Of is it worth it to do that to retain the people to keep building the foundation? Because at the end of the day, how many times have you been, have since we've had employees for a consistent amount of time? How many times have you and I looked at each other, were driving or whatever, or called each other and go, "Oh, thank God I got, thank God I, thank God I got you know X on on this, um, yeah. and he can handle it."
0: Well, here's the question too: Isn't it a great way um, and? to transition your firm when when the leaders eventually leave. Yep. So, and, and once you look at it like an investment, so let's, you, you'd have to present numbers to your employees and say, hey, at the end of the year, I'm, I'm going to make up a number here. There's $100,000 in dividends that get paid to the share owners. So if you put in $5,000, that means the return for one piece of that, let's say the piece is broken into hundreds, so you get a thousand dollars each year. So in five years, you make your money back, right? Um, I'm not saying that those numbers would be enticing, you know. Just, but what I'm saying is that over year, over the years, they could say, "Okay, I'm going to keep investing, and now I own more and more." And then all of a sudden, you know, it's 15 years down the road or whatever,
1: you are the majority stakeholder. Exactly. We are. Uh, it at least sets up the path and tra- the trajectory towards. And I for me and to be frank,
0: wouldn't it be isn't and what those people did that five k? Aren't you buying the owner's share? So yes. that money would go yes. to
1: and actually and yeah exactly exactly and twenty five. So the way I understood it too is that uh, well yeah so that's exactly what you're doing. But and for me, what I'm if I was still working for somebody else, my, my, it's always been my goal to own a firm no matter what. So you know we you and I just sort of got thrown into this and kind of forced into it and everybody knows how, how it's happened how it's worked out and everything like that but if I if it wouldn't have happened I would have wanted some kind of I would have wanted some kind of opening like this well, it's easier than opening up your own shop the system's already there and if people especially if you like the firm too especially if you like the firm what is also
0: cool about it is people make decisions on their emotions on their guts I'm getting excited about this and I own the firm. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm like, how can I do this? This would be great. Can I invest it?
1: <laughs> Aren't you? Wouldn't that be? I think that's exciting. That's why I'm bringing it up because it seemed, it seemed like a good hybrid. Of, like I've I haven't heard because I, I I so I, how about this? I hadn't heard anybody peel back the onion and show me how it works. And this seems like a hmm. You know, we tweak it in our own way, but that's a pretty good starting point. Yeah. I like that. We can set it up like a board so we still have a fair amount of control. And as as you and I have grown as owners of this firm and principles and stuff, we've said it many times in this podcast, like we're happy to just delegate and give people more responsibility. So I think I think we could do it at yeah. some point. I think like we're not so control freaks that we wouldn't. Here and is this a trade-off too,
0: because it the numbers have to be Extremely real because if someone says they're going to come into our firm or work here for three years and say, Okay, I'm going to give you five grand, which means I get this percentage of the firm, which means I get this much dividends. That means that it can't be too much of a great offer because then we go, Well, why would I sell you that when I make, you know, three grand off of one share of this each year? I make my money back in two years. It's not worth me just to get five grand now. Mm-hmm. Then, but I think maybe where the butter is in this is. No, no, this is based on your firm people being engaged, people wanting to help it
1: grow. Exactly. And then all of a sudden you have less, but you have less of a bigger pie. Exactly. That's exactly what I think. That's what exactly what I think the the general conclusion is. That's where I went
0: in my brain. So to keep going on this, JLG, shout out them, are a huge firm in North Dakota. Mm-hmm. And I and Minnesota too. Um they are employee owned. I think they're a hundred percent employee owned. Which Pretty is sure. Which is kind of weird because you could just, because this, because the government views us as employees.
1: They don't have a public offering, but they, but you get, uh, you basically buy stock is the way it works. I'm not sure you get votes. I'd have to ask a couple of our buddies if they get votes. I don't know if it's anything more than a monetary. We should ask our buddies what their buying plan is, how it works. Yeah. But, um, it'd be a good one for the next fishing trip. Yeah. Yeah. Or sooner if we get them. But where
0: I was going with this is that, just to let other people know, and this is probably what we do when we are ty- when we explore it, is JLG. Not only did that, but then also they went on an expansion tear, so they you know opened up new branches, and they had a consulting firm that helped p- p- you know architecture firms do this, give them the the blueprint. So I think we'd need to peel behind the curtain and see like, okay, where are the numbers? How does this make sense? And does it only make sense in a growth strategy where you're opening up? You know where you're
1: expanding that pie. See, now you just got me excited. Now, now is when I got excited. Is because all of a sudden, then, okay, you're giving you're giving your initial share, but at the end of the day, the expansion. If you if you're gonna expand the whole thing bigger and start franchising and start, I've always I've, I've been saying it lately like, man, we should have a Denver satellite office. Yeah. So all of a sudden, oh Denver, Fort Collins. Yeah, our Denver Boulder. satellite will be bigger than our home base <laughs> <along> with <laughs> extremely
0: quickly. And then from a from a upper level management perspective, it makes me very invested in training them. Yep, And making them grow.
1: Yep. Decentralized command out. Decentralized command. Damn, We came back again. Golden nuggets. Let's
0: let's trash this podcast. (laughs) 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 Uh, um, Awesome. So now, speaking of having fun, working with people that you love, is our best friend, Nicholas from Nick
1: Reads. Here we go.
2: Hello, best friends. I hope you all had a great week this week. A reading. With scale the opportunities to explore new geographies, to develop new practice areas, and to enhance skills. Scale also brings more of everything, more responsibilities and complexities, more clients and employees, and fresh risks to understand and manage. You must be committed to grasping and acting on these at each stage of your firm's growth, thereby constantly evolving your organization. Scaling Service Companies Moving slow and steady is fundamental in scaling service companies because they rely on human talent. It takes time to find talent, to groom and generate value, just as it takes time to win clients and build a book of business. You must earn trust while you customize value per client. Accordingly, repeat client work relies on that client's success growing their own book of business once again art gensler and his many principles al i could dance with you until the cows come home better still i could dance with the cows until you come home toodles First
0: off, I, uh, his little sayings, does he make them up? Is that a saying?
1: Oh, I write to him in secret and make him do it. No. Uh, no. uh
0: so awesome. Thanks, Nick. I will always dance with you. Two, this couldn't be more perfect. This couldn't have lined have up I told you? Have
1: I told you? Exactly. Aligned is the word. Have yeah. I told you that the universe is, I am, I am the universe and you the universe the, is me. Look at that. I did. Not,
0: yes, you have. <laughs> so I picked that this morning at who knows, seven in the morning, eight in the morning. Um, and you didn't tell me about this whole expansion I'm thing you, until I had about an hour ago. Exactly. It's, what, three in the afternoon, almost four. Yeah,
1: because as everybody in May or does or not know, we prepare for this podcast about five minutes for the podcast. <laughs> 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 you can't tell. You could probably tell. But that's... <laughs>
0: um, it's inside so, the firm. Yeah, it's inside the firm. That's how much time we have. Uh, I get. It was just a reminder to take a diligent approach. And I thought the key why I picked this was not only are you... Uh, you know, training your people, but whoever you're servicing, you're waiting for them to grow too. So, hundred
1: percent, it's a it's a reciprocating thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that fit nicely. And thanks again, as always, Nick, for being on.
0: And and I think we're gonna continue on this street of arts principles because it's a it's. Uh, Dude, he's number one man, he, biggest firm.
1: I'm I am. I love the way. How do you find these? Or do you just go to? I just, have the book. It's oh. on my desk. Okay. Yeah. Arts principles. Gonna... Pick it up if you guys want because I we're- I we'll love leave. it. I love it. You should keep keep on it. I've, I've Both, because the last two episodes, I think we've done those. They're beautiful. Yep. I think he has 50 principles. We'll
0: probably do the next, like 20 of them. Who knows? mm mm-hmm. um, Okay. Now we have our favorite segment, Code Questions.
1: Wow. We burned we through that quickly, huh? Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Here we go. Oops. Well, as everybody else knows, Alex is on a streak, a tear, if you will. Yes. Just crushing it through. Did you open up the wrong one? No. Might have to pause True it here. Question. Yep, you did. I'm going to pause it, find the new X one. One second. Yes. All right. Chapter 24 gla- Glass and Glazing. And then we're done with chapter 24. Thank God. 2408.2.1. Testing of racquetball and squash courses as we know very
0: pertinent very pertinent to what we do here at F9. I put a lot of those in my townhomes that I make. Most of my townhomes. Minimum. Ever.
1: Minimum of one. Yep. The deflection of such walls shall not be greater than how many inches to the point of impact for a drop height of forty eight inches. A one inches. B, 1.5 inches. C, 2 inches. D, 2.5 inches. Okay, explain what that's saying because. That's what I wanted to actually ask you. It's <laughs> all <laughs> my racquetball experience. Exactly. I'm not joking. Be, le, what, um, the he- what the
0: heck does it mean? The deflection of walls, so walls are vertical. Should de- sure. <laughs> I have to point that out, should not be greater than how many inches to the point of impact from a drop height of 48 inches. What are you, how are you dropping a wall?
1: Here's what I think it means. A, a, let's just try to dumb it down for us. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> a racquetball hits a wall. Okay? And then there's a deflection. And by the way, if Evan Troxell listens to this, he better give us the answer because he's he's the smartest one. I think he's corrected us or knew, knows the answer. Yeah, he knew the
0: answer to a uh, Um, does he play
1: racquetball? No, is I'm just your... saying Trevor Troxel's smart.
0: I'm I'm assuming that he plays. That's yes. that's where I'm coming exactly.
1: from. Exactly. Yeah, so what I think it means is you hit a racquetball Against the glass wall, yep. how much can it deflect? For the for like in a within a uh, forty eight inches of, of wall height, I I don't understand. Okay. What that means. So, um.
0: Hmm. Yeah, got a guess. Yeah, I wish that I wish that you would find the question. Uh huh. And then I would look up the answers. Uh huh. <laughs> because I don't think you knew this one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't understand the question at all. <laughs> I, 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 I Two so, inches? 1.5. 1.5. Yep. So there you go. If you're designing racquetballs or racquetball courts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I picked it because it's so random. Okay. Fair good. enough. This one is absolutely pertinent because we do houses all the time and this comes down to uh, type five construction. Okay. I did do a gym in a house, which is you could hit a racquetball in there if you wanted. True. True. All right. Chapter 25, gypsum board and gypsum, 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 sorry, gypsum board, gypsum panel products and plaster. Okay, 2508.5.3, blocking of perimeter edges.
2: Mm. Blocking
1: material shall be installed flat over the top plate of the wall to provide a nailing surface not less than how many inches in width for the attachment of the gypsum board or gypsum panel product. So you understand what they're asking, right? No, explain it. Okay, I'm going to quickly draw it here and, I'll, I'll and, and talk it. at the same there time. There you go. So I'm drawing a vertical wall, right? Yep. And and let's say the rafter is over the top of... Like there's a rafter on either side of it, right? Yes. So if they're going to attach this gypsum to the underside of the rafters, yep. this is going to be all floppy over here, right? Yes. Okay. So,
0: so there's a gap in yep. between where the wall goes up and the rafter is maybe eight inches on one side exactly. and a foot on the other side. So or, they
1: have to put blocking on like top, top of the wall so that you can attach the gypsum to yep. it and screw it to it so how what is the width that you need for that blocking to be for uh, as far as a surface goes yep. for you to screw into it or nail you could nail one
0: i would turn it the other way and just do ladder framing um because i think that would solve the problem get what i'm saying
1: yeah but it wouldn't <laughs> it because you then you because but if you did ladder framing, now we're gonna Th- then crazy. you'd have, then you'd have to secure into the sides there. Well, then if you did ladder framing, which that's not a bad idea, but I'll blow, I'll make but it worse, destroy it. Because you know, like, so if you have a if you have a sheet of sheetrock, well, you're supposed to you're supposed to screw it in, so you have uh whatever, oh, whatever, whatever every three inches, yeah, uh, or I think six it's, inches. I think it's six on the edges. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then in the field, you need three, right? Uh, on oh. for every stud yeah so it wouldn't work because you want work. you need to continuous right um, so how, how wide do you think that two by six or two by four and really should probably be a two by six?
0: Well, exactly because then shouldn't it be equal on both sides so if you're nailing down, like shouldn't you have at least that yes. much on each side? That, yes, exactly so um, how
1: so if you nail a two by six to that top plate yeah as blocking how how far should it extend from the inside, you know, the face of the wall outward, for a nailing it, surface. So I don't know,
0: but if someone asked me in the field, one, I'd look it up, or if two, if I didn't even know that that was a code, I'd say put a two by six and make sure you have two inches on each side.
1: Correct. Look at that, two inches. Look Good. at you. In, look at you and your common sense. Yeah, one hundred percent. Awesome. What's hilarious is. I was a carpenter for many years. Many of them. And the, how yep. many times did we follow that code? <laughs> Not very often. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Were you aware? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it was just, ah, we got some screws in there. We're good. Yeah. yeah. Call that. Call that a day.
0: Yep. So there you go. Any parting words? Uh, thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. Uh, keep on striving, being awesome. We're, uh, please leave us a review. Send us an
1: email, akg at f9productions.com, and that's all I got. Follow us on the Twitter. Follow us on the Facebook. Check out the Entree Architect community. Shout out to Courtney again one more time. Glad to hear that you're safe and sound down there in Florida, in uh, Sarasota. I think that's where you live. Yep. Please, if you can, if you get to get a chance, uh, send us your best and worst advice over the weekend, and then we're happy to have you on next week. All right. Later. <laughs>